This is episode 64 of the Popcast. Welcome to the Popcast, a weekly podcast all about pop culture in three regular segments. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Maureen, welcome back. Thank you, honey. Welcome back to you, too. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing splendidly because we are finally getting some fall weather. Yeah, I'm a little upset about that. It's a little cold for me. I am not upset at all. It's not even cold. I know. It was it's in the like 60s. 70s. Oh, 60s are so cold. No, I think it's just dandy. It's that time of year, and I'm so excited that we're finally into fall weather. Can I? Josh is wearing shorts and a t-shirt right now, and I'm wearing fleece pants, and I'm under a blanket. So let's just... We're just different people. We're just different people. Maureen, after last week's episode where I professed my love for saltines, I got so much good feedback from people. You really did. Everyone was like, "Uh, you're crazy. Josh, saltines are like the best cracker ever. We literally had several people text us and email us, which was also amazing. Thank you for our audience feedback. Our friend Michelle not only texted us that she loved saltines, she texted me a picture (laughs) the day she listened to the episode. It's not, she didn't know anything about what we were talking about, but she had just so happened to take an entire sleeve of saltines to work that day. And I was so proud. I was so proud because... That's just the best. I just don't know how you guys never realized your love of saltines before. Well, I'm so happy that all of us saltine lovers came out of the woodwork and we are here to unite. And another one of our listeners told us about another kind of saltines we need to try from Trader Joe's. So I haven't gotten my hands on them yet, but I'm going to go this week. I'm going to get the Trader Joe's saltines and I will compare them to the traditional saltines to see if they if they hold up. We should do a blind taste test. I think it won't matter because they're all just going to be so good. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, I just love saltines. It doesn't matter. Maureen, should we jump into the snack bag? Yes. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about, we have two pieces of Marvel-related news. Oh, good. Do you want to talk about the fun one or the not-so-fun one first? The fun one. Okay. The fun one is that we reported a couple weeks ago that Spider-Man was out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that Sony and Marvel could not come to an agreement to continue their partnership so that Tom Holland's Spider-Man, the most recent Spider-Man, would no longer be appearing in any of the Marvel films. Well, weeks later, that is now off the table again and spider-man is back in the marvel cinematic universe that is just so silly like what the heck were they just squabbling over money so here's i guess what happened was that tom holland himself called the ceo of disney bob Iger, and said look people really care about spider-man being in the marvel cinematic universe is there nothing you can do and bob Iger went to work again and you know i do think this is probably all a publicity thing in the end because they seem to be able to reach an agreement pretty quickly yeah. i don't know what the terms are of of sort of the partnership who's going to get what money but you know the next two tom holland spider-man movies will be a part of the marvel cinematic universe only two well he's only signed on for two more so for now that'll take us through the next two films and i guess potentially any other Peter Parker's Spider-Man appearances in other Marvel movies. So he's appeared in a couple Captain America movies and, of course, the Avengers movies. Are you sure this wasn't just Tom Holland being like, look, I can make so much more money if I'm connected to this universe? I don't know if it actually affects him at all. I think it's more just that he wanted to be a part of that universe and he knew that the fans loved his version of Spider-Man because he was connected to all of these other characters. So I'm not sure it had so much to do with the amount of money he's going to make, but sort of the amount of... But doesn't he get like royalties? Like, Well, I guess so. Based I on don't, like box office sales? And... I don't have his contract open in front of me. <laughs> I'm curious. But yes, I'm sure he gets some sort of back-end deal. And, you know, being associated with Marvel will certainly help him with that. Not that, not that being associated with Sony wouldn't, but I don't know. 
I think that it's a good thing. There's still a lot more of the Spider-Man story to tell, and I think that it's good that because he was sort of left in the most recent Spider-Man as sort of the bearer of the mantle that Iron Man left behind. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Avengers I'm sorry. Can Endgame. we go back to something you just said? Yeah. You said, I mean, Spider-Man. There's so much story left to tell. There is. Is there? There is. We've had so many Spider-Man movies. Let's go back to the Tobey Maguire days. We get it. A spider bit him. He becomes magical. He fights bad guys. What else is there to tell? Well, I think that's part of the problem is that they've really never gotten past the origin of Spider-Man. And there are hundreds of comic books written. So there is a lot of source material that they could pull from. They what, just have just never... different bad guys? Different bad guys, different stories that they could tell about Peter Parker growing up. They've just never really gotten that far because they have either reset and then gone back to the beginning or just told sort of the same stories over and over again. So it'll be interesting. I definitely think that this series, you know, of Spider-Man movies could continue indefinitely. Of course, Tom Holland will not be able to play Spider-Man forever, but he still looks young enough to do it for now. So Spider-Man goes to college. Spider-Man, your college roommate. Spider-Man in the dining hall. Spider-Man pulls an all-nighter. Wait, you want each of those to be a movie? Honey, they're going to milk this Tom Holland thing until forever. Spider-Man, post-grad. Spider-Man, doctorate program. Still can't get the girl. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I would see any of those. (laughs) I would. Spider-Man all-nighter does not sound like one I really want to see. all-nighter. That actually, that Uh, could be a a totally different movie. (laughs) Let's not even get into that. All right, so let's let's talk about our next snackback topic, which is a slightly less enjoyable Marvel topic. Apparently, Martin Scorsese, the famed Oscar-winning director, came out and said he doesn't really like the Marvel movies. He says that they are, quote, not cinematic. Why would he say that? I don't know. I, what I, could he possibly gain by saying that? I don't think be that, a jerk. I think that he was just reacting to the fact that his movies don't make as much money as these Marvel movies. I mean, but like... Yeah, what a Hold thing to say. What a thing drunk? to say. I don't know. It was at the New York Film Festival where his movie, The Irishman, uh, premiered. That one's coming out on Netflix soon. I, I don't know. I think it's just, it, it was definitely the wrong thing to say. It was similar to what Steven Spielberg said last year about how I don't think a Netflix film should be considered for an Oscar. It just does not seem a smart thing to say for a director. You know, at this point, he's older and he's sort of had his entire career. So it's not as if this is going to hurt him. But you're right. It is like, why are you saying this? Yeah, even if you think it, which I could totally see why he thinks that, given the kind of movies that he makes, which are much more like I think highbrow. Yeah, I think what he said was that the Marvel movies, try as they might, don't really have an emotional connection. They don't really have human connections in there because they're about superheroes. I would actually say, and, and also I should point out, he said that he tried to watch them, but he's never really been, really been able to get into them, which just goes to show you he's probably speaking about something he doesn't really know that much about. But having seen all of the movies, I definitely do think you can make an emotional connection. You can really care about these characters, regardless of the fact that they are superheroes. Would you, would you agree with that? Yes, but in a very different way than a Scorsese movie. Like yeah, but- he's, I guess what I'm saying is, he can feel however he wants to feel, but there is no positive that can come from him saying he doesn't like these. So apparently Samuel L. Jackson, who has starred in a lot of Marvel movies, came out and said, well, look, not everybody likes your stuff either. So, you know, okay, there you here go. We go. Here I mean, we go. I just think Martin Scorsese, maybe if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Maureen, should we jump into our premiere topic this week? Yes. So last week we talked about Disney Plus decided that the new offering from Disney streaming service was worth it if you liked some of the titles that they were going to have, if you have kids. 
This week, we're going to talk about Apple TV Plus, so not to be left out. I, I'm sorry. I can't even let you get through your intro because why are they calling it the same thing? Why is it a plus? Can't they come up with their own unique names? Well, to be to be fair, they already have an Apple TV, which is a physical device that right. we have. But call it something else. Apple Stream, Apple Sauce, Apple, Apple sauce. Pudding, <laughs> Apple well, Turnovers. Apple, Apple Stream, yes. Apple Sauce, <laughs> no, probably not. So not to be left out, Apple is getting into the streaming game too with their service called Apple TV Plus. It debuts on November 1st. It will cost $4.99 per month. And when it debuts, it will have four shows, as far womp, as I can tell. Womp. Maybe maybe some more. I can't really tell. They've definitely been marketing four pretty heavily. They might have a couple uh, kids shows as well coming out. But but unlike Disney, who, that's going to have a library of like 7,500 titles. And unlike Netflix, when it first started streaming, where they had a huge title of other shows they were licensing... It doesn't appear Apple TV Plus is going to have that much content. So I did read that you can get a week free trial. So I'm sure a lot of people will try it out. I also read that if you get any Apple device, so a Mac, an iPhone, an iPad, or anything like that, an Apple TV, you do get a year free. So you can try out the service. So I think that's kind of the way they're you trying mean, to so get people. You can people... put in your credit card information and you can miss your cancellation <laughs> and they can automatically yeah. renew you. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> So I guess the first thing we should talk about is what do you think the reaction of the service is going to be in terms of the content that's going to be available? Like there isn't that much. I don't think there's going to be a strong reaction at all. I think most people won't buy it. A handful of people will and it won't be news. So you think it's going to be more of like a soft launch as opposed to maybe what Disney's doing, which is going to be like, this is the day we're releasing all this content on our own streaming service. The difference is that Disney has years and years and years worth of content. Take take away the stuff that they've recently bought. Like take away all of the Lucas, you know, Star Wars stuff. They've got all of those Disney classics. And then they've got years and years and years of Disney Channel original content, TV shows and movies. Disney has, like you said, 7,500 pieces of content. Yeah, that they're going to stream. Apple TV Plus I mean, it's starting from scratch here. It's rough. It's going to be rough. It does seem strange that they wouldn't try to build up a library first or or have other options. Now, or make have, it included. Like, get people hooked on it. Well, I think that's and the idea. And then... That, that, that's trending. the idea with... No, but that's the idea with people buying, like, a new phone. You could get, uh, you know, the service for a year. Yeah. I think that's kind of the idea of it being included. And they do say on their website, which is very sparse, but they do say that they're going to release new shows every month. So it's it's as if like you're going to get it and you're going to keep getting new content and what they claim is going to be high quality programming. All right, so putting aside the fact that they're going to have really no content when they launch, it seems, do you think that this service has long, long-term long potential? So here's my only thing. Well, mm, I was going to say yes because we're big Apple users in our house. We both have iPhones, prefer them, love them, plan to keep them. We've Apple computers, iPad, we have an Apple TV, which we won. I won at work for a Christmas exchange one year. So like we didn't pay for that, but it's pretty much changed our lives since we got it. We love it. Yeah. As a streaming device, it's been great. Yeah. Um, So I like Apple. I'm an Apple user. I think that eventually this will, they will likely figure out a way to make this a mandatory thing 
to use with Apple. Like, are you going to buy download movies? Then you have to do it through Plus. Are you going to, like, listen to music? I mean, they just got rid of iTunes, which was a whole nother, like, sad thing. But, like, when iTunes first started, I really had no interest in it. But then it became, like, the only thing you could really use. Yeah, that's true. So I think that they will likely figure out a way to do that with this streaming service. Well, I think that the one thing that they have going for them is that they're, like, a trillion-dollar company. So they have the one thing I think they probably have. But I mean, that's the biggest thing. They have a huge amount of money and resources to put behind this if it's something they really want to do. So I definitely think that they could make something of it. One Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, apparently they're getting into the movie game as well. So they've started purchasing movies to release. I don't know how that's going to work if they're going to do a similar strategy to Netflix where they release it on their service and then release it in theaters to get Oscar consideration. Who knows? Don't you feel like they have to? get into this game they have i mean they have to like i think it's kind of ridiculous and i don't particularly want to sign up but if apple wasn't exploring this i think we'd all be like dude apple's like missing the boat entirely well it's interesting because you know with a lot of things like with the ipod and then with the iphone they were leading the way yeah And, and here they're really playing catch up because there are a lot of things already out there but and there are a lot of things that are established they've never been a tv or movie it's not like they're a cable network that's like playing catch up. This is not their domain. No, this you're right. is not. They were software. This is they were software and, and they were hardware. hardware. Yeah, this is not anything that they've been into. This is like them dipping their toe into a completely new pool. Yeah, but I think you're right. They they sort of have no choice. They kind of have to. But I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Well, with that, we should look at the. We have four trailers for shows that they are going to release. They've been heavily advertised. I've seen them all over the internet. I've seen them on traditional TV as well. So we're going to talk about each of them. And just like we did last week, we're going to give each of them an oh yeah, an eh, or a heck no. So the first one we're going to look at is called The Morning Show. This stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell. Apparently, it will be available on November 1st when the service launches. Eight seconds to you. Cue her. Good morning. I'm bringing you some sad and upsetting news. And while I don't know the details of the allegations... She's throwing me under the bus. Mitch Kessler, my co-host and partner of 15 years, was fired today. You! We are facing the biggest crisis in our history. My life just ended for no good reason. Okay, Maureen. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I would watch this, but, but I wouldn't buy a service to watch this. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about. Well, it is. We're talking of. about, give me an oh yeah. Yeah, I give an it an oh yeah. A heck no. I okay. like all these people. I I mean, it's a little too close to like the NBC, you know, real life events, but I think that's why a lot of people will watch it and it's got great people in it. Like Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, they all look like they're giving amazing performances. So I would totally watch this. Would I pay to streaming service to watch this? No. Yeah, I'm going to give this an eh because I'm just not really that interested in in any of this. Like, I, I, look, I like the actors. I especially like Steve Carell. I think Reese Witherspoon is good. I don't know if Jennifer Aniston can do a dramatic role. It just seems a little bit too, um, it just seems a little bit too overdramatic. And also the fact that Reese Witherspoon is supposed to be playing a character that is like much younger than Jennifer Aniston. Now she is younger in real life, but it's like Reese Witherspoon is this new young hotshot 
who's coming in to the show and and Jennifer Aniston is this, you know, old and established. I don't know. I just don't get that. Yeah, there's not as much of an age difference. And and I and I do like Steve Carell and I think he is a good dramatic actor, but I don't know, there's just something about this that just seems Well, it's a little like a predictable little, too. Yeah, it just seems very by the book. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one an eh, but you give it an oh yeah, interesting. I like these people. Okay. I think the other thing that makes me sort of hedge my bets to eh instead of oh yeah is I don't really like that it's it's so close to real life. Yeah. But but it's not real life. And it'll basically turn into for people who watch this, it'll become like this is the truth. Yeah. Of that. of what actually happened yeah, in real life. When so, it's totally fictional. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kinda of out on this. Okay. Let's check out our next one. It's called Dickinson. This one stars Haley Steinfeld. Again, will be available on November first when the service debuts. Check me out. I'm a man. I do what I want. I go where I want. I have the right to vote. I can legally own property. What are they so afraid of? Maybe they're scared that if they teach us how the world works, we'll figure out how to take over. Mm. Mm. Oh my God, he's so insane. Of course she's insane. She's Emily Dickinson. You're going to make a good housewife one day, Emily. Are you play with me? Oh, yeah. I'm a real catch. You need to cut out these sort of antics. Are you getting married? Oh. Will you promise me I have one purpose. Will you find me and that is to become a great writer. Okay, Maureen. Give me an oh, yeah, an eh, or a heck no on that one. I'm going to go eh to heck no. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like very... It, it's like taking a classic like literary figure and then being like weirdly modern with her but like not in the today's time period i don't know yeah it appears to be set during another time period but the the description says it's during emily dickinson's era with a modern sensibility and tone yeah like she just used the word dude yeah i don't really understand that like what what is what is that is that's hoping to draw like younger viewers in? I think this is like to like the fifteen year old like bookworm girl. I think that's the target audience yeah. here. I have to give this one an eh to a heck no as well. I do really like Haley Steinfeld. This also has Jane Krakowski in it, who I've only ever seen in comedies, and I guess this has a comedic sensibility to it, I guess. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kinda of out on this one. Yeah. Okay, should we talk about our next one yes. here? It is called C. It stars Jason Momoa. Again, will be released on November 1st when the service debuts. Centuries from now, almost all humans have lost the ability to see. Some say sight was taken from them by God. to heal the earth. For the few who remain, vision is only a myth. But after so many years, the power of sight has returned. What is it? Something's different. The children, they have the ability to see. children they have the power that we would call magical or evil we must protect them for centuries we feared this day would come the evil of light once almost destroyed the world 
And now it has returned. Find the children who can see and bring them to me. I'm going to go ahead and say a heck no on that one. I'm actually sort of on the eh to heck no scale here as well. In the first like 30 seconds of the preview, I was like, okay, this could be interesting, like dystopian kind of feel. They're clearly going back to like Neanderthal times here in this weird like 360 kind of thing of, you know, story of man. But then when they went to like, okay, the kids can see and now it's all about hunting the kids. I was like, no, absolutely. I'm out. I, I just feel like I'm going to put this in the uh, wants to be Game of Thrones category. Yeah. Like every network and every streaming service wants to find their Game of Thrones. I mean, this one even has Jason Momoa, who is in the first season of Game of Thrones. I, I just don't think this works. The dialogue that they say in the trailer looks so sounds so hokey to me. It, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be a winner. I mean, it's clear they're going to give them a whole season to to see if they can figure it out. But just based on what I've seen in the trailer, I'm kind of out on this one. I mean, it, it looks... I mean, what is there to see other than like a massive amount of tribal war? Apparently, there's nothing to see because no one can see. <laughs> Good one. It looks beautifully shot. It, it looks well made. But the story and sort of the dialogue doesn't look interesting at all to me. So I'm going to have to... Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on a heck no with this one. Yeah. All right, so there's one more. It's called For All Mankind. This is an interesting take on sort of the space race of the 1960s. Gives a little bit of a twist on actual history. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a live signal. Is this really happening? The Russians put the first man on the moon. The past is gone. We thought it was about being first. Turns out the stakes are much bigger than that. We will be the ones reaching into space for all of mankind. Nixon wants us to put a woman on the moon. Anybody tell the president that we don't have any female astronauts? You are officially astronaut candidates. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy, Tracy. Okay, I'm going to go heck no on that one, too. Okay, what don't you like about that? I also, I also am not, I'm kind of an A on this one, but I'm not totally completely just, out like, on it. Literally, as you're looking at the scene where they're all in like the control room and there's like a bunch of guys and white shirts and ties and you're like, haven't I seen this exact same scene? You're like, oh yeah, I have in like 12 other space movies. Well, I guess that the premise of this is that what if the Russians landed on the moon first and then the US was sort of playing catch up and the space race never ends and, and had never ended and, you know, they're talking about female astronauts in this, which is cool, but I don't know. I'm kind of an... I don't know. There's just nothing that exciting about this. What if the Russians had gone to the moon first? I don't think, I mean, we would have been sad and it would have been like a blow to the ego of our country. But like. Yeah, I, 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 I have a little bit of a problem with like these alternate history things. Yeah. I'm just, I've never really been able to get into them. I kind of, I enjoy like sort of factual space movies. I enjoy sci-fi space movies. But these sort of like alternate history things, I don't know if I can really get behind that. I'm going to go A on that. I, it doesn't look terrible. I, it looks like I could watch it. But nothing about the trailer totally grabs me. All right, Maureen, so we've seen four trailers. I guess the only thing left to do here is to wrap things up and say, is the service worth it? I'm going to start this and say, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. There's nothing about it that's worth it. There's only four things, and we didn't like three I, of them. I do, I do think there is a kid's show, but we didn't look at that trailer because I haven't I haven't even watched it myself. But yeah, it does. there's not a lot of content. The stuff we did see that's coming out uh, doesn't look great. 
it looks okay. Some of it looks, you know, a little better than the others. But yeah, I'm going to say pass on this. Yeah. I, if if all this stuff gets amazing reviews, that might shift my my idea of what this is. But for now, I'm going to say, nah, I, I'm going to skip this. I totally agree. I mean, even even with a price of only $4.99, that's $5. It's probably better spent elsewhere. Maybe on a sandwich or a <laughs> coffee or something. <laughs> All right, so that'll wrap up our discussion of Apple TV+. Plus. Next week, we're going to do a little special episode for episode 65. I'm going to be joined by Zach Crippen, my co-host on the Breaking Pod podcast, where we talk about each episode of Breaking Bad. He is also the co-founder of the Vernacular Podcast Network. We're going to talk about the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. We're going to do a deep dive into that. So it comes out on October 11th. If you're interested in Breaking Bad and you're going to watch the movie, watch it before next Monday because we are going to do a big deep dive spoiler review of that film. So come back and join us for that. Then we'll be back with a regular episode the week after that. All right, Maureen, time to wrap up with teasers. What is your teaser for this week? So I have recently gotten back into The Great British Baking Show on Mm. Netflix. Um, And I'm in season five, I think, right now. And just kind of... It's the whole thing is streaming, but their latest season is they're releasing one new episode every week. So it's kind of more like traditional network TV, but there's lots of seasons available and it's delightful fun. And if you just need help in your life learning how to accept disappointment gracefully, (laughs) you should watch this show because every episode someone fails and they're just so happy about it. Oh, that was rubbish. Oh, well. (laughs) But yeah, I think definitely check it out. There's new episodes. All right, my teaser this week, I didn't really have a good one, to be honest, this week. I went to see a movie that I didn't really love, so I really can't give that. So I'm going to suggest the first episode of a season of TV I watched. I'm not sure I can recommend the entire show. The first episode was pretty interesting. It was definitely getting me to go back and watch episode two, but it's a TV show called The Politician on Netflix starring Ben Platt. Yeah, the first episode was was pretty interesting, and I will definitely check out the rest of the season. I don't know if I want to wholeheartedly recommend the show overall, but once I finish it, I can give a more a a deeper review of everything but for now go ahead check out the first episode it's definitely interesting and i'm excited to see where it goes all right maureen that'll do it for this week thanks for another great episode you too honey love you talk to you guys later you can leave us feedback comments or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash poppedcast we would love to hear from you you can also reach us by emailing the poppedcast at vernacularpodcast.com Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nothing else to add? No, that was evil. No, that was it.